0: Welcome in to the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I'm your host, Ezra McCann, and I'm joined, as always, by my outstanding co hosts He's a Chicago Public League legend. He's a Simeon legend. He's a Grambling State legend. He played second base for the Tigers. He was all slack It's Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Coach Smoke. And we've got the NFL Draft Enthusiast. You can catch all his work. This is his time of year right now at NBCSportsChicago.com. It's Glenn Morgan. He's our GM. Gentlemen, what's going on? How you guys doing? Bullshit.
1: NFL bullshit. Wow. Sorry. Very a little, true. Yeah, a, a little caught up in my chest there for a moment. Sorry guess, about that. I guess we're going to get into that today, true. huh? All right.
0: Yeah. So we're going to get into uh, the whole Brian Flores situation with the NFL, Um, just uh, uh, black coaching and uh, uh, black head coaches in the NFL and just, you know, why they aren't getting the chances that they need to. Uh, We'll talk some Super Bowl and uh, maybe some Devin Hester talk as well. But let's start with the Bulls. Uh, who had a uh, lackluster week? I would yeah, call it.
1: I don't know, man. They sh- they stay fighting. A I think fighting. they did better the than I the think plan... they did better than
0: expected. DeMar DeRozan is playing out of his mind right now. <laughs> he kind of is. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that injury bug just keeps just keeps uh, biting the Bulls, and. Yeah. uh like it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a rough week. But they played some really good teams, especially uh on the weekend in Philly and uh and then Monday with uh with Phoenix. Um but we're coming up on a trade deadline here. Yeah. Does a move <laughs> need to be made here? I think it does. With what? Uh, <laughs> Everybody uh thing, that's, that's, something.
2: That's my thing. That's my thing. I saw I saw one thing out there that I said, you know what, I mean, for the price, I'll do it. Being that our guards are hurt, and that was they threw out that at uh Troy Brown Jr. for Dennis Schroeder. I'm like, well, for the price, I'll do it. Being that we hurt mm. at our guard position. I'm like, but, but,
0: but that's not gonna but, help us down the line come but, time. I,
2: I know, but I mean, it's really nothing out there for us to get. Like they they made a run at Jakob Portal. Is that Pirtle, how you Pirtle, say Pirtle, it? Pirtle, Pirtle. Yeah. Pirtle. Pirtle. like? I would have liked that, but hey, the Spurs I, said they ain't budging,
0: you know. So I mean, keep trying there. You got you, it, you got you got 48 uh, more hours here. I mean, yeah, I mean,
2: but I, I said you remember I said early on, I think the Bulls best chance at getting stuff is in the off season. I agree. I don't you. think this season we have pieces to trade in season. I think buyout market is more valuable for us. Than actually trading because we're going to trade somebody to get a quality big that everyone thinks we need. Who are we willing to give up? Kobe is not alone going to get us that quality big. But hey, like,
0: but the basketball gods are giving you a shot right now. That's that's that's. The are show. they? Are they? Because they, they can get us a yeah. shot
1: up the head. Ask the sumo. He got that shot in the head recently. <laughs> he's concussed. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, you know, and 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 all our guys are hurt. That's like, all
0: you. I mean, that's all you need, though. You need <laughs> just somebody to clog up, <sighs> clog up the hole because you can't. Embiid is is freaking Superman against us. But it's, it's has nothing. He's nothing, that, nothing to it, to stop him. He's that versus everyone, though.
2: Right. He's dead versus everyone. No one is saying the the Phoenix Suns are small. He gave and thirty four and twelve tonight. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, they lost, but they lost. <laughs> they lost. They, them, lost. Yeah.
2: they did lose.
0: Phoenix. <laughs> Phoenix is I mean, good enough. They're big enough to withstand it.
1: We
2: and they're healthy, <laughs> they're healthy enough. They're healthy enough. I'll say that. Yeah. So, you're saying, we no, so you're saying? So you saying? had no Kobe you think, and Levine that game. And, and I'm not I, and saying I, we would have won. I
0: get having having Zach. And and Lonzo and Caruso healthy and Derrick Jones Jr. will definitely bring a help.
1: And Pamela. that's not
0: that's not helping that well. We'll get to Pat in a second. That's not helping that much to get us past Embiid.
1: Look, nothing is really helping us get past Embiid, and unfortunately, the Bulls, when we've had our roster healthy sands williams so when we've had caruso and ball and yeah. rosen levine and bucevich and the such we still went like one and three against really good talent and we lost to the 76ers twice and we lost to the heat you know when we had those three guys or when we had our quote-unquote full roster we're one and 11 against like the top seven teams and only that over the last 15 games we've gone six and nine i mean and we keep getting people hurt it I I hate to say this. I hate to say this. I really do. Because I think your opportunities are so small and minute. And we've seen over the last couple of years that you can get in there, have one good year. You might have a shot and get your title. We've seen Toronto do it. We saw Phoenix compete last year. We've seen Milwaukee be on the cusp and finally make it and get through. They may not get back this year. So the opportunities are kind of there. If everything seems to be moving in that direction, but Mm -hmm. right now, let's 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 if we're being for real, we're being real life. Beginning this year, nobody was thinking we're going to be challenging for the finals, not at all. Nobody saw us in first place at all. Man, man, we're kind of ahead of where they thought. And I hate to be wasting a season like what the Rosen's has, and hate to be wasting it. I really do because you don't know if you're going to ever get that kind of season. He's thirty-two. Right. Now, he doesn't necessarily have to have an MVP season to still be valuable for us. You just hate to waste it. But I just don't know if whatever we sacrifice to try and get something, exactly. is that something going to actually be enough? And is that that's, something going to be something? Is that someone going to be that something that can continue past this season into the next couple of seasons for it to be worthwhile? And I'm kind of with, with Smoke saying, you know what? We might just have to kind of see what we can do get this experience you is that this year to get that experience in the playoffs and all that jazz that comes with that. And then really see where we really need to help and be in a better bargaining position going forward for the, not this next year, but for maybe the next two to three seasons. I think nice. this season is just going to be one where we literally take our lumps and, and you hope that you don't have the same type of, you know, rash of injuries that you have in one season, like we've had, and the season still ain't over yet. We ain't even got the all-star break yet. <laughs> and hope we don't have that type of season going next year and, and maybe the nba will do better at scheduling so they're not lumping all these games in. maybe we don't have a pandemic we have to like suspend the games, games. And then, mm-hmm. right and then lump them all yeah, together Our, so you're our entire team games. catches covid yes but not like that but you're, you're trying to make up games on top of games that are already mm-hmm. scheduled so you're doing four games in five days Seven like games three different in 10 times. Days. yeah like two and three different mm-hmm. times and that i think that's if nothing else is really on top of everything else, really wearing down and not allowing anyone to get a chance to get healthy. And those that are healthy are breaking down because they got to carry heavier loads. So, I'm saying, nah, maybe next year or or in the offseason, do like the smoke said, get, so, get your
0: moves. Yeah, on. so what should a bar be then at this point? I mean, because there was a time, there was a time when around ago, a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking Eastern Conference finals, that was a, well, a, yeah. a realistic. I conference.
2: mean, I mean. I mean, hey, honestly, honestly, it's it's not still far off, though. Everyone, for the most part, is dealing with the Bulls is dealing with for the right. most part, you know. So it's all it's really outside. Milwaukee is probably the healthiest team in the East right now, probably. And like, you know, so and and he yeah, the Heat are back yeah, healthy uh, back, huh? Bam is back and uh, Jimmy Butler's back. So, like, those are probably the two healthiest teams in the East right now. But who is really going to – it's looking like, to me, who's going to be healthy come postseason? Yeah, yeah. War of attrition. And what, and what breaks fall your way? I mean, I just – my thing is this. And, like, like, GM said, like, the bar was not as high as it is now amongst the fans. You know, people was – when the over-under came out in the beginning of the year, the over-under was, what, 44? I think so. 42. And I can can go on social media and everyone was like, oh, they tripping. 42? (laughs) The Bulls is going to be right around 30 again. Like, and now those same people I'm seeing on social media, the Bulls got to make a move. They tripping. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, what? Like, do you watch the games? Like – and, and everyone's favorite trade piece is little old Kobe White. We want to trade little Kobe White to get Joel and B. Like, come on, man. 6'5. Like, <laughs> he
0: ain't
2: that little. He's 6'5. Like, 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 I'm just saying, like, they think we're gonna move. <laughs> you know, David he don't, to play, get he don't play 6'5
0: though, man. But that's my 6'3. They, they, <laughs> <laughs> they
2: wanna move David to get Goliath. Like, right. like, no. And no one wants to make the hard decisions as, like, I ask somebody, okay, honestly, if we want to get somebody that could possibly be a difference, maybe we package Kobe and Io. Do you want to give her the Io? No, I do not. Exactly. You know, so my point being, like, who do you move? Who the hell wants Tony Bradley?
1: Mario Hill. Somebody got to
0: have him. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. he has gotta have him. <laughs> Matt Thomas is playing some ball right now. Please take him. You're right. Yeah. Trade him. Please for a take league. Hey, what did you guys think? So uh, uh, Billy came out. Billy Donovan came out and said that Patrick Williams. He's expecting him to be back before the season ends. Yeah. I found it interesting yeah. being before the trade deadline that he would say something like that. Could that be mm-hmm. an option?
1: Training, uh, trading Pat, they're yeah. not, moving
2: Pat. They're yeah, not moving
1: Pat. You'd have to move them to a team that you know is really planning for the future, like in next I mean, three if, years. if they they
2: they passed on offering him for grant, like you're not they're not moving their first draft pick of this regime. Now, you don't see them doing it, not right, right now. Yeah, I don't see yet. them doing it, like. But that, that's another thing I think about. Like, we want size, but are we talking about we want size to be next to Vooch? Or are we talking about we want size to come in and place a Vooch with the second unit? That's another thing a lot of people don't think about.
0: Yeah, that's very like, true.
2: Like, I mean, just getting a big, but what if that big guy can't play next to Vooch? The issue is we're small <laughs> to start games. Right. It's not that we're just because Tony Bradley can come in the game behind Booch. I mean, right. he ain't, he ain't
0: come on, that man. great,
2: but I'm just saying. You're saying size-wise. But I'm just saying size-wise. Like, so you have to get a guy who can actually be on the floor with Vooch to actually help us.
0: Well, you got somebody gotta be able to work with it because Vooch can't handle being down low on his own. He he you uh-huh, saw that I get against it. MB. And every I get other it. big man. That, that we played guy. even though he's been ball don't get me wrong voot has been balling yeah but that, that's my thing that i, I saw
2: work i saw one guy in particular that, that a team is looking to Unload. possibly buy out you know that you know i'm I'm foot that coming back is he you that know, big like,
0: though
1: he's long he's, uh, rebounds yeah he's long the tooth does he try longer the tooth? <laughs> I just, mean, I
2: just, he rebounds. He's lengthy. I mean, I know he's not. He's
0: limping. We don't Limp- lengthy. Not limping. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what about what about somebody like a uh, I don't know a Larry Nance
2: Jr. or. A- but he would need to get waived. He just got traded. Yeah. I, I, look,
1: I, look, this guy, it, it's got to be like a body, a live body in the G League or overseas or somebody that you can just get. I mean, we seem to keep finding bodies You to come in and fill yeah. up. Like Hill's been shooting and, you know, just you could pick your, you know, several players. Hell, hey, the I'll, whole NBA's been doing that all year. So I don't know yeah. why we can't just find somebody who's a while back. 16. A while back,
0: Kendall brought up, brought up Robin Lopez.
2: No, nah, hell no. Nah. No, we I need
0: don't... we need
2: a, we need a guy like uh Robert w- Williams with Boston or Boston just a, or a, a, the guy with New York who broke Pat Will wrists or Javel McGee, active athletic being who you yeah. can throw that ball up to on the pick right. and roll, block shots, like not. Like Tony Bradley, like <laughs> statue.
1: The, more athletic, yes. <laughs> He's the opposite. Statue. The opposite of a statue. <laughs>
2: you know, I think that's what I, I want to say. That's what GM is kind of describing, that high energy yes. guy. Like the like the kid who lost his mind at LeBron. Like those high energy guys. Mm-hmm. Like if you watch, Booch actually has the toughest of times versus those types of those guys. Games. Yeah other than and b is just and b is probably pound for pound the best skilled basketball player in the nba right. pound for pound not not period like how big he is and his ability to like he had boots on skates that that shit was like <laughs> that shit was I, I felt for boots I'm like man a guy of his size ain't supposed to be able to do that <laughs> he ain't and he he handling that rock on the perimeter. Booch don't know what to do. <laughs> you know, but like them them athletic high energy mm-hmm. bigs give Booch major issues. And, and I feel like GM feels it's gotta be someone else out there. Like that. those guys are not at high demand like that. No, those guys is- are literally part of teams that don't have another choice. And them guys are working for them. I'm sure a lot of them teams would rather have Vooch versus some of those guys as far as the skill that Vooch bring. But that skill set that they bring, that athletic energy is right. we can use
1: it. We can use it. <laughs> and, you, know, can, you can just use it for this year. You don't even, you know, and then just figure it out next year. I mean, just something to, you know, help the energy, help. You know keep boots from being worn down um just something you know brought
2: you know who brought that Tice brought
1: that last year yeah
0: yeah he did
1: somebody like yeah. him would be fantastic but isn't know, he just
0: I, sitting on uh Houston Houston's bench yeah, yeah. <laughs> him just sit man, I got I'm sitting. not I'm not too worried I gotta think that uh that uh, chovis and company are—they—they they got a plan together, and and it's gonna be all right. They haven't—they haven't failed us yet.
2: No, and, and I mean, they—they—they've they've given and us one a respectable of the, one of the half product. Years.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I've and got every year. I've got some faith there. I'm—I'm I'm not know. too worried. I'm not too worried about that. But um, but yeah, we're coming up, man. This team by itself is not going to do it this year. And that's no. – I don't, I don't want to waste I – just, I just feel bad just wasting a year, though.
1: I understand. Hey, but, you hey. know, it's
0: basketball. Yeah. Sometimes, you know,
1: it's... sometimes – more times than not, it's usually that progression, you know, one year, two year, three year, you know, then you do something.
0: And then freaking Cleveland got better uh, with the Karis LeVert <laughs> deal. They did, but they're a lot healthier.
2: You know they, they can make they, those moves. Mm-hmm. They they are one, even though they got rid of the the only non healthy guy on their team. But
1: right, yeah, make those <laughs> figure.
2: But I mean, like, yeah, that's true. Ricky, like Ricky Rubbinghall, they haven't they Ricky they Ruby haven't Anthony. been they the they the one team. They I didn't mention them, but they're one team that haven't been played by injury either. Right. Uh, I mean, I no, guess well. For, right. Well, Rubio and then Colin Sexton, Colin Sexton, both were out. But now you bring in
0: Kierstead. So Rubio, Rubio yeah. is an expiring. They just got him just as an expiring deal, right? right. Yeah, Indiana yeah.
1: and Sexton seemed like it was it helped them out more. So they figured out,
2: okay, you're, Garland, Garland, you're a real now, point yeah, guard. Yep, yep, that's the truth.
0: Garland, Mission I swear, man, I swear. He reminded me of one of those guys at the Y that you see, and yeah, he, he can't, he can't play. <laughs> where, you know. He walks on the court and then he'll, you know, he'll drop forty on you in a man, second. You know? I just, I just knew though when when uh,
2: Indiana took a guy with a torn ACL gave up the birth. I'm like, man, they should, they should be easily willing to give us a bonus for Tony Bradley and Troy Brown. Right. Like, too late. now, exactly right Well, yeah, they shit. That was that. Three three players
1: each, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It's trade. yeah. Player, yep. And uh, Sabonis, the only one
0: that I can think of. Oh, no, Justin Holiday. Uh, oh, right. Let me pull it up here. It was uh Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and Buddy Tristan Hill. Thompson right. going as Atlanta for uh Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb, Justin the Holiday, and the That's second the one round I want pick, though, Tristan Thompson.
1: He's like. Thirty-seven yeah. years old, isn't he? Like Wait, they gave him—they yeah.
0: gave him a second-round pick in twenty-twenty-seven.
1: Yeah, I do. I, I'm wondering how many picked. How is it five years you can go? Seven, I, I, like didn't, five years. Five years. I didn't know you can go that far out. Yeah, it's more—it's more, it's I mean, more sure, than like baseball and gotta,
2: I mean, you got to think the Lakers don't have a first-round pick until twenty-twenty-seven.
0: Jeez, really? So,
2: yeah. They don't have first round pick. It's a twenty twenty seven.
0: The Lakers are in trouble.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. in big trouble.
0: They Wow.
2: And and they by, probably about to be stuck with Westbrook for another couple years. <laughs> <laughs> they better. They better hope. They better hope LeBron man. don't just decide to say deuces, hey. like because
0: mm. they some bombs, man. Bunch <laughs> of bombs. Mm. Yeah. But an hey, all-star break will be here before you know it. We got, uh what, f- f- five games this week? Shit. Five oh. games. Hold on. Really? That many? I mean, make sure. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got
1: Charlotte tomorrow. Back-to-back with Minnesota and Thunder. The Spurs, the Kings. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, five yeah. games.
0: One two. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like there'll be
2: sch-
1: new look kings. It's gonna be tough too. It's like this schedule is not letting up. <laughs> no, nah. no, and you know the Hornets is on on national, so you know that's a loss. <laughs>
0: hey, <laughs> Minnesota's coming to town. Now, I know the trade deadline is Thursday. Maybe they'll be here. Uh, could we possibly kidnap Carl Anthony Towns from from, from right. the hotel and and? Bring him in, give up. boots. For him. No, I don't want to do that. Yeah, that's not well, only
2: move. I would. I would do it. I would definitely <laughs> do it. I would, do it. I, I would. But that would be all I'll do. Head up, straight up. I don't think I don't, that, I don't know
0: if that. I don't <laughs> know if that helps you all that much though. It's younger. It's younger. Yes. Younger, more athletic, but it doesn't get you. A, it doesn't get you a, a, a title now. No, but in two years, I think you're he's real more good.
2: To, I think he's more equipped, athletic-wise, to deal with Embiid.
1: Yep, that's a better matchup. Mm. I and, do, yeah. and, and 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 can kind of you know diffuse it. What like B might drop forty, but he can drop thirty-two. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. can he can get Embiid out there and have to deal with him handling the rock and right. stuff like that. And like, he's long armed Vuce doesn't really have. He's not as elongated as uh, as Carl Anthony Towns in. Yeah, hey, I throw in Kobe if, uh, if you you get me Carl. You have Vuce and Kobe for Carl. Uch, Cole, Kobe, second round pick in twenty twenty
2: seven.
1: There you go.
0: Trade and, deadline will be here Thursday,
1: <laughs> dude. Could you imagine a lineup with Carl Anthony Towns, Pat Will, DeRozan, Levine, and Ball?
0: Yeah, that's yeah,
1: <laughs> that's that's looking yeah. pretty nice, dude. Yeah. Caruso, that's, that's a very
0: athletic lineup,
1: yes. And a you got Caruso. Athletic
2: lineup. green, yeah, green, IO, Col- <laughs> well, Kobe will be gone. We said, yeah, right. Jones Jr. I yeah.
0: put it out there, I put it out
1: there,
2: but they got a young nucleus. I don't think they gone,
1: maybe not. Never caught. But Carl Anthony, you don't know how that contract goes. What well, that feels, and I think Carl coming here will be reinvigorated even more so. Bigger Big market. market, yeah. He, by the way, by the by the way, shout good.
0: out to our, shout out to our all stars. We haven't uh, we haven't plugged them enough. Uh, Demar yeah. and, and Zach, Demar starting. That's that's huge, man. That's huge. Because yeah. where, where are we three
2: point contest, I'll be nope. there. By the way. Where are we are, you you going All Star Weekend? Yeah, I'm not. We're not going to the
0: game. We're going to everything
2: Friday and Saturday, and coming back Sunday.
0: Okay. nice! All right, nice. All right. We'll definitely have fun there. But we, we, we got the show before that, so we'll we'll yeah we'll we'll get yeah. more into that. Make, make sure you wear Once your weekend. merch
1: there, man. You need to pump up the uh, yeah. get some interviews, set up uh, something. You know, yeah. you, you, it's a well, working vacation yeah. for
2: you.
0: I, I, yeah, I will man. buy. Never mind. We'll talk about that. Later. <laughs> <laughs> I will talk to Rob about that. Child. We're going to talk to Rob about that. Because no I do no need doubt.
2: I do need to get something
0: else, though. We're going to take care of that. We're going to take care of that. Hey, let's move on to the NFL. And uh, <laughs> <sighs> start with this Brian Flores situation. So, I don't know. We, man, our audience, I think, is smart enough to know what's going on. Yeah, uh, it We a not don't, We don't got to go. Yeah. I, if you don't know what's happening.
2: I feel like we catapulted this because we was we were talking <laughs> we were talking about it last <laughs> week. on our last episode. Yeah, and yeah, then we It were- came. Bro.
0: I'm like, and then it came 24 Mike. hours, like less than 24 hours <laughs> yeah. later. So I was mad that it, you know, that that we <laughs> were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Brian Flores won the NFL, so the New York Giants, the Miami Dolphins, the the uh, Denver Broncos. Um, for uh what's the what's the discriminatory mm-hmm. discriminatory uh hiring practices uh, hiring practices yes well yeah. that's
2: the Giants and the
0: Dolphins and, uh, right I mean well, no, the Giants and the, and, the Broncos. and the Broncos the Dolphins
2: yeah. was is he actually suing the Dolphins I think he yes. just put out there no that's in there okay okay, okay and, yeah. and the NFL okay. as a whole Right. it's a wrongful,
0: goal. wrongful termination for, for the Dolphins. okay, that's what it is
2: with
0: the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. Uh basically, um with the Giants, it was a uh he had an interview set up with the Giants, and he gets a text message from Bill Belichick saying, Congratulations. Here you got the Giants job. And Flores is like, wait a minute. Uh, don't interview for them for another three days. What are you talking about? <laughs> and the conversation goes on and then finally Flores asks, are you talking to uh, Dable, Dable or, or Flores? And uh, Bill Belichick comes back with, yeah, I, I fucked this one up. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Dable got the Giants job. Sorry about that.
1: BB out.
0: Right. I'm out. <laughs> Which who signs a text message, by the way? Who, who does that?
1: Old guys. <laughs> okay.
0: So uh, so obviously that that's an issue. All right. I already knew who the who the person was before your interview, who the who the who the guy I was going to get chosen was before the interview. Uh, so what
1: that mostly says then is that the Giants are only hiring you to fulfill the Rooney rule. Or or yeah. I'm not hiring that's, you, that's, interview you, excuse yeah. me. It's just
0: and that's what he's interview. saying.
2: It's sham interviews. Yep. right also, Jordan the funded. Denver
0: Broncos Sham interview. He says the Bron the Broncos uh, contingency showed up an hour late for his interview, disheveled, looking as though they were uh, they were over, which I, I I could definitely see in uh, one of those guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to bring that up, but um, so that's his that's his uh, his suit with those teams, and then the Dolphins. Um, they basically fired him, and they basically said that um, that he was an insubordinate uh, employee, and reasons being uh, they offered him $100,000 per game to tank. Allegedly. 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 Um, and he said no. They also wanted him to, to uh, meet with a star quarterback in the NFL, which would have been tampering uh, at the time to try to get him to become a Dolphin. He said, no, I can't do that walked out of the, out of the meeting before it happened. Um, and so those are reasons that he was fired. And then um, the rumor mill came out and it said that he was difficult to work with mm-hmm. character, issue. character issue. Yes. Character. Yes. Um, oh, and by s- the way,
1: well, I'm sorry, as they said that the dolphins PR said that, and then when you watch all the news shows and stuff, Every video you saw of him, you just saw Brian Flores, no smile, stalking the mm-hmm. sidelines, looking grim and, 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 you know, intimidating, which just feeds into that stereotyping. You know, I just, mm-hmm. I had to say Look, that because we saw looking like Bill Belichick, right?
2: You right. know, but it's, but it's, but, just, but it's yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's different.
1: perceived differently. And I didn't know the man could smile until after he had the lawsuit. And then after he had his interview on ESPN, (laughs) then I saw some video with him laughing. I'm like, oh, okay, the guy does smile. He does laugh. So I just want to say, I'm sorry, I had to throw that in there because that goes into that Miami PR you were saying about him being incorrigible and difficult to work with.
0: Well, I'll backtrack on that because I sort of do what you add, what you just uh, put out there and cutting video and all that. Mm -hmm. What if that's the only video that's available out there? No,
1: no, I'm saying there was video. I didn't know the man mouth. I saw a video later after he had the lawsuit. Then all of a sudden you saw a video of him because the lawyers are probably like, look, our, our client doesn't just look this way. I, <laughs> you stop, put, stop, stop perpetuating this the stereotype. Stop perpetuating I'm, him as the angry yeah, black man. Exactly.
0: I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to stick up for the associate producers and editors. and <laughs> producers oh, we, know,
1: out there. We, we know your ilk.
2: We hey, we know how hey, you work.
1: Hey, uh, y'all, just
0: doing your job. <laughs> yeah, so they won't be
1: seen as insubordinate. <laughs> you
0: know. But. So here we are. I don't think there's no surprise on any of that. Um, my thing is, um, I hope he goes all the way with this suit, and I don't I don't want him to settle. Uh, clearly, there are issues when it comes to hiring African Americans in head coaching positions. Um, we'll see if he has a if he has a case, but I don't want him to settle. I want this to go to court. I want to see witnesses. I want this to go to a jury, and 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 let it play out from there. If they, if they lose, they lose. But I want well, I want this to be heard in the court of law. Well,
2: they're gonna lose.
0: I'm just be honest with you. Why do you say that? I mean. I'm
2: a, I own my house. You can't tell me who I can allow in and out my house. Like, so granted, we all know it's wrong. We, we view it as wrong, but how can we definitively just say they're not hiring them because they're black? Like, like if it's something out there that can be shown or done, like, I the wish text. it was
0: the text. You have, a, you have a text message that says that there was a sham interview. You have True. a team that has never hired an African-American coach. True. You have a team that that until what, two years ago, never had a, uh, a, a starting quarterback that was African-American. And and and
2: and Grant, now I'm I'm kind of doing devil's advocate here, but trust me, I am more on the side of Flores. I understand. I I think I'm more so like settling might be the best option. But I'm so what what if a white coach come out and say they also was interviewed after the fact of knowing a guy was, uh, was, was already hired. I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I, that's all I'm saying. Like, what if, like, what if that comes
1: about then it's like, well, it's a preponderance of evidence, you know, that, that goes in, in, in Brian Forrest's favor in a lot of ways with what's happened to various other black coaches. I mean, just take, for example, even most recently Eric Bieniemy's interview with the Broncos, where they wasted eight hours of his time when they already knew that they were going to hire, uh, was it Hackett? From mm-hmm. from, yeah, uh, from, from from Green Bay, Green Bay. and you're going to bring in the for eight hours after, you knew you pretty much and you didn't you didn't you did, and, and of that. But then I'm sorry, not just the Broncos, but the Saints, the Saints for the longest time. We kept hearing Allen, 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 the defensive coordinator is going to get the job. Players like Allen, Allen. And then the enemy comes in the last second to get an interview and it wastes eight hours of his life. At that point, you know, Eric Benamy is interviewed, interviewed 14 times, 14 times. You, how tired and exhausted must he be? He's interviewed 14 times to be a head coach and hasn't gotten it. I, that doesn't make any sense to me. You're talking about yeah. a guy who, since he's been an offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, they've won 50 games in four years with just 15 losses, two Super Bowl appearances, one Super Bowl win, four straight AFC championship appearances. He's been eight and three in the playoffs. How, how, is he, how is he not on someone else's team? And Byron Leftwich is the same deal. You know, here, here's a dude that is five and 5-1 in the playoffs. Okay? They both had Super Bowl mm-hmm. victories. You know, he, people want to say, oh, well, Brian Leff, Byron Leftwich just only did that because Tom Brady was there. No, actually, the year before Tom Brady got there, the, the, the Buccaneers had the number one passing offense in the NFL, the number one, not like in the conference, not in the division, in the NFL. Even with what's his name, even with Winston throwing thirty-three or thirty interceptions, he threw thirty-three touchdown passes, which was third in the NFL. So before Brady got there, he had number one passing yardage in the NFL and overall offense was number three. Brady gets there, they actually go backwards. (laughs) They were seventh in total yards, and second in passing yards, and twenty-eighth in rushing. So they went backwards statistically speaking, and that's the year they won the Super Bowl. And these guys don't have jobs. Not to mention what Todd Bowles was doing. It, it makes zero sense. You look at the guy, Mike McDaniel, Mr. Multinational. Okay. This dude multiracial. one year <laughs> multi-racial. I'm sorry, multi-racial. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. Why you Multi-
0: get on that I will say some <laughs> <laughs> so it, to it took me a oh, minute on, to on, catch hold on, that. Hold on, hold on. Hold on Mr. Hold hold multiracial. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. So I went to my wife's favorite <laughs> union a couple of years ago. All right. And uh great, great time, you know. But, you know, meeting, meeting new family members and uh, one part of the family comes in and uh, it's a couple of uh, people that look, look white. I said, what, what part of the family is that? And so she said, oh, that's cousins, such and such as daughters. All right. Black mom, black, uh, uh, black father. All right. They have a daughter. The daughter ends up marrying a white guy, has kids, and the kids come out blue-eyed and and brown hair, and look white. I'm so, not
1: knocking that. Yes, I got dude. Look, I'm just I'm, saying it happens. That's all I'm you. saying. No, <laughs> no doubt. Look, y'all, y'all can't see me, but anybody <laughs> knows me knows I'm light skinned. Like you look at me, you might think, hey, just saying. Is he, is I, he did, I, didn't think,
2: I didn't think he was. I just
1: think he. <laughs> I'm
2: just Did saying. you trying to say multinational? I was
1: being funny. <laughs> oh, okay. But, but yeah, I'm <laughs> just
2: saying. That's being what. I th-
1: <laughs> multiracial, yes. I was being. I, I, and, never, and, I never
2: heard multiracial
1: though. You know, that's why, why. That's why it's funny to me. You know a why?
2: Biracial. Exactly. Is what that's you what we, we grew up with here. biracial. But here's like, the thing. Multi- I, make me think
1: you you mix with like a combination. You got yeah 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 you, your combination. Yeah, your Tiger Woods, your combination. Okay. And look, I, and I'm not knocking Mike Daniels. I'm not saying anything that he's doing anything wrong. I'm not saying that at all. I'm, I'm really not. And yes, I've, I've got members in my family that I, I didn't know. And I was like, wow, I, that's a cousin. I'm like, wow, he, he could pass for Caucasian, whatever. But for the NFL to put that out there, like, hey, we got a minority hire. Mm-hmm. It's like, really, dude? Come Man. on now. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. And, and yeah, sure. Look, if Mike McDaniel was driving down the road and he gets stopped by the police, they are not thinking that he is a black at man. all at all. And and, and Mike McDaniel, and again, no disrespect. He's not claiming that he's a black man. He's saying he's biracial. Multi- so, you know, multiracial. So I don't know how much of a disadvantage because when we think minority and the allowances that the NFL and the Rooney rule is supposed to do is to help give you those individuals that aren't getting those opportunities to get an opportunity to be seen mm-hmm. I don't think mike mcDaniel was was denied any opportunities because of his the color of his skin and I, mm-hmm. and I guess to some degree you know and there are two things and it's like two different pews in the same church racism and colorism and I think that's kind of where we're talking about here or, or when we look at mike McDaniel we hear the notion of him being multiracial and it's like you calling that a minority hire we're getting caught and steeped in asp- of colorism you know and and i think for people who don't quite understand what colorism is you know to some degree and i know a lot of people do i'm not insulting anyone's intelligence but just for the sake of argument here you know essentially colorism uh, at least one definition i came across i think may fit this is that colorism is seen like it's a social system that permeates all facets of our society and culture now what it is essentially is like a social hierarchy or stratification where people with lighter skin tones are at the top of the hierarchy, especially if their light skin coincides with things like straight hair and lighter eye colors and or light eye colors. And that kind of applies in this situation of Mike McDaniel to some degree. Is that we keep talking about how the owners are uncomfortable seeing maybe people that may not necessarily look like them or culturally may not be what they're used to. There's a certain inculturated mm-hmm. bias that seems to be permeate throughout the NFL and its owners. With the, even maybe even to some degree, including Shad Khan and and I forget the Asian American woman who's the owner of one of the teams as well. So there's there's two my, quote unquote minority owners in the NFL, but that doesn't mean that colorism doesn't still exist. Because that permeates. That's not just an American thing. You know that's that's a global thing. You you mm-hmm. have colorism definitely in the, in the Asian community and definitely in the Latino community. I remember um, John Leguizamo, one of the very talented actor comedian. Uh, entertainer where he was saying that he would stay out of the sun just so he can get roles because a lot of you were. Yeah. 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 The lot of you were the the better opportunities you were. And so what's getting lost in there are like Afro Latinos, like what's happening to them. They're not getting the opportunities and opportunities is what the Rooney rule was supposed to engender to give people an opportunity. Those who, for whatever reason, racism, colorism, weren't given opportunities because they weren't, they weren't being seen as, Relatable, and that's why I I, I talked about those that, that vid- those videos when it came to Brian Flores. It's like yeah, you're seeing the quote unquote stereotypical angry black man. So how relatable is that? Eric Bieni, dark skin. You look at uh, Byron Leftwich, dark skin. You know how did I seem as relatable? I I don't know, but that I I you, I cannot understand how to, and Ty Bowles as well, also dark skin. And then I I heard Stephen A. Smith speaking. I'm not a big Stephen A. Smith Smith fan, but I do think. I like when he
2: speaks on this. I do like when he speaks on this. He kind of
1: hit the, to me, kind of hit the nose, the button on the nose, or nose on the button, however that goes, when he said Mike McDaniel, again, again, no disrespect to him, but the Rooney rule is not really, it doesn't really apply to him in this situation because generally who's being left out are African, American, those who prescribe, those who say I'm a black American. Those who say I'm African-American, not those who are saying I'm Latino and not saying, those, and not saying that, you know, the opportunities may not be there for them, but we're talking in mass because when you talk the NFL in mass, majority of those players are African-American 70%. Or, or at least are African descent or African-American or dark skinned or, or dark hued athletes. You know, it's not like it's forty percent biracial guys, and they're not getting opportunities. And again, not trying to disparage anyone. It's talking about opportunities here, and so it, it is. It is an insult, somewhat insulting to some degree, when when the, when the NFL jumps right out and almost leads with, "Hey, we got a minority hire." Are you kidding? Seriously, dude? That's 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 a that's what you're sticking. You're hanging your hat on that a guy that looks exactly like the owners. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And, and then, and, and again, I'm not trying to pick on this family. I'm not, and I, it, it sucks that we have to even talk about it in this fashion. And that way. Mm-hmm. But the, 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 the scuttle, the talk or the, the information on Mike McDaniel is like, you know, his father, he was raised by a single mother. Well, a single mother's Caucasian. So, so culturally speaking, he's going to kind of have that perspective. Yeah. And, and then not a knock against that. And Mike McDaniel, his wife and his child. There's no way when you look at the picture, do you think they're not a Caucasian family? And I don't have a problem with it. I I seriously, truly, honestly don't. The point of me bringing it up is the owners, when they see that, when they see his family, when he comes in interviews, it's a whole different, it's a whole different feel and vibe Um, than when they see, and here's the other thing, and I'll say this and I'll stop talking for a moment. And I don't know how this works, but it also seems at times that and I don't quite understand how it works. So someone can explain it to me. How sometimes when you have when the spouse is Caucasian, somehow it seems that the 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 the, the African American is more a little more welcomed in. So you know, Herm Edwards, Lovey Smith, it it begs the question: Were they considered like? Well, it's a, well, you know what I mean? I, I don't know if that goes in people's mind because people think a lot of effed up things. People think a lot of effed up ways and I don't discount that that could be a possibility. So I don't know. I don't know if that works for or against, but here in, and, and I know you're going to talk about Lovey Smith, but here's Lovey getting a quote unquote third opportunity. But yeah. why was Lovey the last second hire on a team that he was already a part of? And he was the associate head coach for the whole entire season. Explain that one to me. It'll be that Batman.
0: Oh, that's that's easy to explain.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a rhetorical question, but, but yeah. So I don't know. I mean, what what do y'all think about any of that, man? I mean, so
2: here's my exact thoughts when it came to Mike McDaniel. So I posted. So when I saw they announced him as the coach, I shared the post like, man, damn, they just really going to say F us. And then I see another post from ESPN saying with that hire, the 49ers get, you know, contempt. I say, wait, what? So yeah. I had to go back and delete the post because I'm like, he's a minority. Like nothing about him. Nothing. He doesn't even look like a mixed, like usually can tell doesn't person look like that's by a ratio. Yep. His mannerisms doesn't even say black at all. Like he, no offense. He looks like a nerdy Caucasian. Like he
1: I like mean like a Yale graduate. Yeah. Which
0: he is you know, a Yale graduate. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: you know, so so it was like okay. It didn't move me at all. Now to speak on the Lovey Smith situation. I didn't even look at it the way you said with the fact that he does have a white wife. He is the only African-American coach to be hired three times, three times. And for me, I feel like it's a complete slap in the face. Most people are happy for Lovey. I really don't care. I think it's a slap in the face because he wasn't even in consideration at all he wasn't in consideration at all and then this this lawsuit comes out and and lovey smith pops up all these all all these other all Mm -hmm. these other up-and-coming black coordinators who never got a chance you go get lovey
0: smith
1: like, come on, man! Well, he's, that's, a, native, that's... he's a native Houston. He, you know, he's a native Texas, He's, he's no, from Texas. Man. they
0: they had to. They had no choice in the matter. And I'll tell they you why: the Houston Texans. To, the Houston to, Texans. To. Yeah, they had no choice. It um, had to be Lovey. They were about to hire Josh McCown. No,
2: no, I, it, I, didn't I, I lovey, it, it didn't have Byron to be Lovey though. That's It didn't have to be Lovey.
0: No, that makes it no. even worse. That
2: means that means Lovey is a high because guess what? Josh McCown is on his staff. Mm-hmm. So that means Lovey is a hire to train him up, give him his experience. So then Lovey, you can go. McCown yeah, get bumped but up. no, I think
0: calls bumped came again, in. A slap calls in the face. came in. Calls came in. If they said they you cannot do that.
1: Well, of course. The same thing happened last time when they hired David Cully last year. You know, the Texans, it's a reason why the Texans were one of, among the last teams to get a head coach. Exactly. Here's Cully, you know, they quote unquote paid him wow. well, but he's a 65-year-old guy getting his first shot at it. And you you didn't give him a you – no know, Deshaun Watson. JJ Watt is left, and you didn't do anything to help him out at all. And he won as many games as they won the year before with Deshaun Watson and JJ Watt. And you fired yeah. him. You should have been saying thank you instead of fired. him. Exactly.
0: Now I question Lovey and why would you want to take the job based on what they did to Cully and you were on his staff. Um, But
2: it speaks to what it speaks to what GM said.
0: That's the NFL though.
2: No, yeah, it's the NFL, but it's also the individual too speaks to speaks to Lovey. A lot of people ain't going to want to say that a lot of people, especially in Chicago have great love for Lovey Smith, but this to me speaks to him. Like you you how lovey, how do you not know you are you are a token right? <laughs> a writer? patsy,
1: yeah. Token Patsy. Like,
2: you, yeah. like, how do you not know that? Like everybody in the world knew that De- Josh McCown was getting that job until this lawsuit came out. They put you, they okay. Now we're going to elevate Lovey Smith. Oh, but guess what, lovey? Josh McCown has to be on your staff. That's really? Come on. Hey, did, that, did that just come out? Love, Josh McCown is on his staff. That's what? They ain't said it yet. They said he will be on the staff. Uh, okay. Probably
1: quarterback uh, coordinator or something like that.
2: That says everything you need to know. He had no NFL coaching experience. Let's get him that experience. And and then we're going to move you out the way, love.
1: Oh, speaking of uh, coaching experiences, and I know Mike McDaniel, I know it's like I'm picking on him, but 15 years in NFL, 15 years coaching, congratulations. One year as offensive coordinator and you're not calling the (laughs) place. But yet somehow at 38 years old, you're that guy that's going to tutor, you know, Tua Tagovailoa to greatness Mm -hmm. and take the the Dolphins to the next level. And, and, you know, that's the other thing too.
2: I, I, I just want to throw another one out there to add on to what you're saying. The Rams' uh, OC, who's about to be the O'Connor. Minnesota Vikings coach, yeah. Kevin so, yeah just yeah. just another one that's in, yeah. that has that
1: same yeah. right doesn't call play. Has that same you know, great on the design. He's he's a hell of a designer. Sounds a lot like the guy we got in Chicago that we just got rid
0: of. <laughs> you know, you know, hey, no, you, you know, know they were they were all on uh, Mike Shanahan's staff. By the way, uh, Kyle Shanahan, McVeigh. Um, McDaniel oh, and O'Connell, yeah, yeah. LaFleur. yeah, Lafleur. Oh, Matt Lafleur, yes, yes, Matt yes.
2: Lafleur. It was Matt Lafleur, Shanahan, and and uh, McVay. and McVay. They were the the hot trend. Yeah, yeah. And then I, uh, a lot of them guys followed McVay,
0: right? Because
2: the Bengals coaches from McVay. Right, man, he's got
0: yes, he's he's got got quite a tree there, yeah, not a bad tree, yeah. And and
2: I I was going to get into that because I was, uh, so does Andy, watching watching a new podcast, uh, (laughs) the pivot and Grambling's own, you know, head coach Q Jackson was on there.
0: And he had his
2: own issues with what's taking place now. But he asked, he brought up the question, why doesn't Mike Tomlin have a coaching tree? You know, Mike Tomlin has never even had an African-American coordinator or a position coach. You didn't have a quarterback?
1: Oh, you sure you didn't have a quarterback coach that was a position coach? Left which was there but at one point, right? Was he? And I, and I think what's what's the brother that played at Eastern Michigan that played for
0: Detroit for a while? Who Charlie He's, Batch? Charlie Batch wasn't he like a position coach? No, nah, he was the quarterback. Well, yeah, he but I mean after he stopped, but no, I mean, I'm after he, he, he playing. played until he was like fifty <laughs> <laughs> as a as a backup.
2: Oh. But but I'm I'm and I'm not saying this to no, you're right. No, 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 you're right. But it's it's a question like. That needs to be answered. Like, where is his tree? Where is his coaching tree?
1: Well, does John Harbaugh have a coaching tree? I mean. I guess not. You you don't always have to have a tree. You don't. (laughs) I'm
2: not saying that. I'm not. But they brought it up to say, like, how is it that a guy
0: like. Did Mike Dicker have a tree? uh, No.
2: No. I, I think trees just came about. Like with, Ber- with Belichick,
1: Bill, Bill Walsh, no. Bill, Wals- Bill Walsh, no, Bill, Bill Walsh, Walsh
2: had a tree. Walsh, the West Coast offense and stuff a lot. Oh, of I Brown. remember
0: George George Hallis had a tree because they were saying up until like the two thousands there was like there was somebody still coaching that was technically under the George Hallis tree.
1: Right. Like like but- like Paul Brown to Bill Walsh and you yeah. know that that, that these, so they 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 they're, they're not a lot of trees because yeah. you have to really be good. You know, but but I asked because,
2: like I said, they brought it up and they mentioned how, like, how does a guy like Bruce Arians has all minority coaches with him? And a guy like my, now, and now, granted, cool now hear me out.
0: That's why,
2: <laughs> and, I, yeah. and, and and listen, and I'm like, hear me out. I'm not that guy that believe because you're black, you have to, right prioritize that like if you don't feel these people are right for the job for you then you like do what you feel is best for you but it's just weird to hear that you know and like you know and I feel like now it's because Tony Dungy was on the no he was on uh, Under Center podcast and he spoke and I felt like he kind of subtly threw a shot Mm. And he was like, you know, I but Tomlin's from his tree, right? Yeah, from Dundee's Street and, yeah. and he was saying how, you know, he made it his duty to empower his people, you know, mm. and like, and I'm like, damn.
0: He actually has a really good tree, Dungy. I'm
2: like, yeah. I don't think, I, I don't believe Tomlin is not with us. I believe he's for the, you know, for us, you know, but. But that's just something that caught my eye. Like, damn, he don't really have a tree, nor do he have. Is that his? Is that his? I don't think that's his fault, though. I think it's twofold. I think it kind of speaks to the NFL. Like, why aren't you looking at the coaches that's with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Is it because they're led by a black man? And wow. you don't trust in his leadership to train his coaches to become head coach. Like, it could be viewed true. in many different ways. It, it,
1: it, you know, it might be. After, 15, after 15 years, and, and granted, now, we got to see what he's going to do without Big Ben. But he said Big Ben is basically his entire time. So, we'll see what kind of coach he is without Big Ben and what, and it, what goes on. You know, what?
0: I, think, I think back now, he's had a lot of older coordinators, too. He had Ty Haley for a long time as offensive coordinator. He had I think he had Arians. Yeah, there. Bruce Arians. He had yeah. Arians for a while.
2: That's what I thought.
0: Um I remember
2: Bruce was there.
0: And then he had his defensive coordinator was uh was Dick LeBeau for a long time. Wow. So he didn't he didn't have like revolving coordinators coming in. Yeah. They you know? they were staying put. Yeah, yeah. So I mean so maybe it's just because he he wasn't one of those guys that you know uh, had a lot of turnover. You know, I mean LeBeau was there from the oh, wow. entire they, thing until he only left what a, a couple time. of years ago. He yeah. he he, he, well, he left to be
1: the Bengals head coach. Then he came back.
0: Right. But well, that was they but that wasn't to during it. Tomlin's time, though, was it?
1: I think it was during I was doing cowers time. I was doing
0: cowers, like Yeah, he yeah. came back during under Coward, uh, and then when Tomlin came in, he stayed as uh, as defensive coordinator for a while. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: so let me ask you this: uh, you guys, this the Rooney Rule is it necessary, or has it become an impediment? And is it helpful, or is it insulting? It's insulting. It's insulting.
2: Don't. and like this is kind of personal for me because i work in the industry where you know people are hired because of who they know like and that's pretty much the world like it's about who you you know like don't interview me interview me because i'm black Mm -hmm. and and you don't you don't have confidence in my ability to do a job at all like, granted, you want to go into an interview and you you want to wow a person, but you gotta be, you gotta be, I mean, you gotta be like God's greatest creation. To go into an interview, no, to go into an interview where they don't want you at all. They're just doing it to fulfill a quota. <laughs> They're doing it to fulfill the obligation. So like,
1: I uh-huh. think it's a, I think it's some bullshit. So how do you get in front of them to get the interview? Cause the Rooney rule is not saying guaranteeing anything. It's just supposed to say, Hey, you know, these guys are getting opportunities and only that, but the way to get an opportunity is by being a coordinator. And for a while, a lot of players were defensive coordinators and all of a sudden it seemed like only it the changed. offensive coordinators were getting the interview. It changed
2: every, it changed all the time.
1: So, so it the changes question is all the time. So, yes, it it definitely can be insulting, especially when the sham interviews, as Brian Brian Flores can attest to. And I'm sure a lot of other coaches and and I'm sure it'd be in me as well. But how do you get in front? How do you get in front of them? And is it so is it necessary to help you get in front or is it now because these owners like how Ez was saying, don't tell me. How to, you know, don't tell me, I I own a team. Don't tell me who I I should take and I shouldn't take. Is it becoming an impediment? Is it resentful? Are they resenting the running rule? I don't think they're
2: resenting it. I think they're just fulfilling the obligation. Because, like you say, how do you get in front of them? But that brings me back to my point is, okay, I got in front of you, but Going in, I probably have a 0 to 10% chance of getting this job. I have to or literally blow your mind away to get a second interview, not get the job, so, but, probably to get a second interview. So same question.
0: Okay, so then there is no there is no fix then. So the rule is no not fix. necessary.
2: It's, to me, it's, it's not. If you want me, interview me. If you want me. I'm I'm not the person that I don't care. Like I think it's bullshit that it, this league don't have as many black coaches. But don't how, don't don't throw us pity. Like how, how I feel is like it that's here's, pity? Here's the question, when I, and that's it, the NFL. I'm sorry, but that, that's the NFL doing their part. I get it. The NFL doing their part to try to provoke change.
0: Here's my but here's you my question.
2: Can't force these owners to.
0: Here's my question. This this was a problem in all leagues dating back. 20, 25 years ago, right? And, and people people really started talking about it. Somehow the NBA figured it out. The players spoke up. Okay. Even MLB to a certain extent, maybe not necessarily African Americans, but there are more uh, Latino managers, I think, in mm. in Major League Baseball. there's a, there's, a, there's a good number.
1: Over the last several years, that yeah. has definitely increased. Yeah. yes.
0: Yeah. Um, and,
1: and our very own Ozzy was the first. Yeah, Ozzy was win a, yeah. one. Yeah, won a World Series. Shout out to Ozzy.
0: So, question is, why? Why has the NFL been behind in this? Then, if it's if it's been it's been squawked about for the last twenty years, other leagues are f- trying to figure it out. <laughs> have, you know, done things to figure it out. Why? Why are they behind? You know
2: what? (laughs) People listen to this. Don't take this. Don't take this crazy. But to me, it's because it's the dumbest sport where they feel you got to be the smartest person. And hear me when I say this. (laughs) I, 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 I hear you. They... It's two, it's two people in football that they care about how smart you are. Everyone else, they don't give a damn about your smarts. And it's coincidental that those two people are predominantly white. That's the quarterback and the head coaches.
1: Mm, the center position. Uh, tr- traditionally, traditionally, I, and I historically. Th-
2: that's that's not a
1: sexy position, you give what I'm
2: saying? No, so,
0: but, but I get what control, you say. but it could, I get what you're saying. Yeah, you know, yeah you saying. let's smoke have his moment here, man.
1: I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, uh,
0: no, but he, he's, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't, I
2: wouldn't speak on them. I'm, but you're right, though. I've never seen a black center ever.
0: Uh, no, there've been some, some black centers. Oh, yeah, about uh, many black centers have been hit, coach. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dwight Stevenson, Dwight Stevenson, the, the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. But 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 Roddy I say Hudson. that to say like Dermonti Dawson, Hall of Famer, Rodney Hussey. His yeah. Um, but I say that to say the whatchamacallit, the, the, the boys from Florida. Yeah, oh,
1: pouncy. Yeah, the pouncy. Yeah, one, one of them. One of them pounces was yeah. One of One of There's were. some black
0: centers out there. Yeah, some
2: just like but it's But anyway, some go on, go on.
0: What were you? I'm sorry. But
2: but but I say that to say like exactly. those two people are com- supposed to be the smart guys, the quarterback and the coach. The, I mean, just looking at it now in the NFL, the 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 offensive mind, it's all young, all young white guys. Eric B. Enemy is not an offensive mind, apparently. So that's an old black guy. And then, hey, well, maybe it's because he's older. Okay, we got Byron Leftwich, young black guy. Yet, I'm Robert. watching TV and people talking about how Kellen Moore is, you know, like it was just Jerry Jones doing, of keeping him in in Dallas. Like, like what am I missing like what what is it? Like it's literally the fact in the NFL that they don't believe we're smart enough.
0: Hey, before they don't we believe
2: we're smart enough.
0: before we let this go, um, Brian Flores's lawsuit is a class action suit. Do you think any other coaches will sign on to it? Nope,
1: I do. I just don't I do. know how many. And I don't Dang know. How, be, I don't know how relevant they are. When I say relevant, I mean I don't know how relevant they are to still working in the NFL. They may be already retired or semi-retired, or guys that know they're not going to necessarily get a shot because they're quote unquote maybe that they're, they're past their prime. Like the David Cully's of the world. David Cully was 65 before he finally got a shot to be NFL head coach. So it may be individuals like that. I don't know if you're going to find the younger ones. I don't think you're going to see Byron Leftwich's name on there. I don't think I'll see Eric Benamy's name on there, even though he's interviewed 14 times and it's got bupkits to show for it. I hope, I
2: hope I don't see Hugh Jackson's name on there.
1: Yeah, sometimes it's like stop helping. Selfish. <laughs>
2: <Yes>. Selfish. Just <laughs> hey, just Hugh, he be quiet. Hey, man, yeah, don't just, talk about your coach like that. Man.
1: Stop, stop helping yeah,
2: <laughs> just be, be quiet. You he, hey, look, we got worry about grand fam. We hey look. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need nobody. Get, put giving us bad treatment because they mad at you, okay? <laughs> Worry about grandfather, stay out of this. <laughs> you ain't in that appeal no more.
0: Let's let's stick to football. We got the uh, can we say Super Bowl on here? Is that is that a lie? That was a, that was it's, our whole
1: uh debate last year when we talked about mm, it. I don't, I don't see why not. It's part of the American
2: lexicon,
0: the big, the just, big like game, said, the,
2: just, just like we said last year, the game of if the century. They, if they get to calling us about the fact that we said the super bowl that mean they're
0: listening super bowl 56 in los <laughs> angeles
1: no super bowl xvi let's 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 totally X-V-I. get It, it was a, there was
0: a uh there was a sports radio guy he used to do this they do that in town every every super bowl he would announce the letter you like, super
2: bowl Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 Anyway, um, so yeah, Super Bowl coming up this weekend. Bengals Sir. Rams seems to be looks like it's gonna be an exciting game. The line so. is at four. Bengals mm-hmm. are getting dropped four. a little bit. I did it drop? It was at four and a half. I thought.
2: Let's get, mattress let's... Mac probably caused it to drop.
1: Well, Uz- Azuma's <laughs> Uz- coming back. I think Azuma said he's gonna play. So maybe oh, the no, tight end. Yeah. Oh. I but got matches it. At, Mac, uh, matches Mac put a lot of money down.
0: I got it. Yeah, <laughs> Most places it's at four and a half. Uh, okay. Caesars got it at four. Uh, the win has it at four. That's probably what Matches Mac put his bet in.
2: <laughs> he, placed, uh, he played 4.5 million. Oh, my Lord.
1: FanDuel has it at four. What?
0: Points bet four and a half. So it just depends on what uh, what line you take. But right now, let's call it four and a half. Uh, the Rams are favored. Um, what you guys, what do you guys expect to see in this game?
1: Scoring. I, I, I expect to see a tale of two halves. I think you're mm-hmm. going to see one team look really good in the first half, and I think you'll see the other team figure some things out, come back, and make it. You know a, a competitive game, I can see the Rams getting out just like they normally do, getting out to big league, something like maybe 21 to 10, 21 13, 24 13 going into halftime, but but looking like they should have had 31 points, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I can see the Bengals figuring it out, and then also it's like, oh, here they come again, the cardiac kids, mm-hmm. they give them cats, you know, watch out for no wildcats, they give them Bengals, and then 38. 34 being the final score, or 38, 35 being the final score, or whatever it is, how the numbers can, can add up. But by winning, you know, close enough to where Vegas is like everyone's like this, <laughs> you know, what mm-hmm. a, if they muddy, they, they're losing their house or they get in the house? <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I I don't see it taking a step back from what we've been seeing for the past few weeks in the playoffs. I it's just something about Joe. That that I am I'm 100% locked in on him, man. I don't think he's (laughs) I don't think he is, you know, worried about the pressure of the game. I don't think he's worried about his, you know, his team's deficiencies. I think he's went through everything like that this year. I mean, your first playoff game, you get sacked nine times and you win, you know. So I think the, the, you know, the triumphs that they've come through, I think they're going to be the more – I'm not going to say they. I'm going to say him. I think he's going to be the more calmer quarterback. Okay. That doesn't mean they're going to win because the Rams definitely just had are loaded with talent. They are loaded. They're loaded with talent. But I think I kind of see a lot of what – uh, GM is saying, I do, I do think the Rams will jump out early, um, and I think the Rams' defense will be the cause of that. I think they would, I think they would hold hold Burrow down early on, as as pretty much every team has done to them in the playoffs. Hold them down early, go into halftime they make adjustments, and then they come out soaring. Um that's I, I see I see I don't think it gets into the 30s though. No, I don't think okay. it gets into the 30s. Okay. But I do see a surge in the end and a and a really entertaining game
0: yeah.
2: that we've got in the past three weeks of the playoffs. What's the over and
1: under? Anybody knows like 54 48 or
0: and a half. 48. Yeah.
1: So apparently it ain't I'm thinking, even at 50s. I'm, apparently I'm thinking the over. <laughs> uh, I'm going over. I'm like, you know
0: what the old over now is? Them versus the Chiefs?
1: That oh, was 55. Like, yeah,
0: 50, uh, 54 and a half, I think. Right. I bet it. And, and, and uh, this this one is 48.
1: <laughs> that's why you got to go. That's why you got to take the over now. Everyone's <laughs> thinking it's going to be low. Uh,
0: <laughs> here's the deal this game is going to be about Cincinnati's offensive line versus LA's front five. That's. That's what it. this game is about. Uh, if if Joe Burrow gets sacked nine times against this team, they're not winning. No, that's not happening. Um, so that's that's basically what's what it's going to come down to. Will Cincinnati be able to protect Joe Burrow? Because um, that that well, I, I said front five. I say front seven. Really, um, with with uh, Aaron Donald. Uh Miller Von Miller. Uh, Floyd. I mean Floyd, Greg Gaines is pretty good. Um, that, that's trouble up there. So if you can block them, Burrow's <laughs> gonna pick up a part.
1: How healthy is Whitworth for the Rams on the offensive line? Because you still got two edge rushers with the Bengals that have been causing havoc in these playoffs.
0: Whitworth is gonna have some of the greatest stuff that you could ever shoot <laughs> up in your life. <laughs> some some deer spray, And, Man, and he's and gonna I be ready X, to go. I guarantee I you.
2: That. Is, is uh Sean McVay gonna be willing? We're gonna have to start this game showing that he's willing to run that ball. Cause I, I I I feel they're gonna they're gonna show early what they did to Pat Mahomes, baiting them to run that ball. And McVay, are you gonna try to be cute, or are you gonna try to win? Well,
1: I, I think unlike a certain Shanahan, uh, McVay has shown a willingness to run at hell. A lot of his offense is predicated on the running backs doing well, so they can have that play action going. And he's mm-hmm. unlike the last time, which is Bowl. both, these both, both these running backs are healthy. Last time he had uh, was the brother from Georgia. Um, I think it's oh, Todd was, Gurley was, was yeah, yeah. was yeah, girl. wasn't healthy. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't a Todd Gurley like the year or two before. Yeah. So I think this time around with acres and you got Sony Michelle, you've actually got some depth at running back. I think they can. I think they'll run the ball, and I think they'll run the ball, and that'll that'll they'll set up that they play action. Yeah, I don't think they should. I don't
0: think, I don't think he's going to get too cute, though. He was he 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 was talking about that. He said that in the last Super Bowl they were in, um, he he over prepared uh, yeah. for that yeah. game, and like you said, got got a little too cute, and Belichick out coached him. Yeah, he's inflexible.
1: Uh, he, he did. A, he did a, a, did a. What's our yeah. guy? He did a Nagy. He got inflexible. You yeah. stay with that 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 chart too long. And
0: so, hey, but
2: I, I mean, it's 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 easy to say it. Well, you yeah, got you that gotta, guy. You, gotta, you got that guy that can sling that football for you. You got to be able to and do. You, it, and you yeah. and you and you and you pretty much made it known that the QB you had couldn't do it. Are we sure he's willing to let the running backs lead him to a championship and not that quarterback that they mortgaged their future
1: for? I'm just saying. Right. Because it's going to prove a point. You're saying having the quarterback win the Super Bowl proves a point.
2: <laughs> it proves a point. That's that ego, where, ego, that's where ego
1: comes into play. Yeah. Pride goes before the fall.
0: <laughs>
2: that's where you go come to play now I mean he may do what he should do he may say hey Matt Stafford F you you got us here
0: <laughs>
1: now let
2: these running backs get you to the promised land he might but sometimes Shami Bay want to be the smartest guy in the room yeah
1: oh man we get a lot of that in the NFL you know so a lot of that saying.
0: hey let's go ahead man. let's do our picks now for the Super Bowl, and uh, let's start with
1: the loser of the of the season. That we're, yeah, that's we're trying to say. The, I
0: we just say that, man. We just, <laughs> we just say it for everyone. Everyone's thinking it. Everybody knows it. We're all we're all winners on this podcast. So. <laughs> some <have> one <laughs> less than yeah.
1: more. Some, some won less than others.
0: <laughs> Glenn, Super Bowl Sunday.
1: You know what? Who you got. I'm thumbing my nose at Teresa Thompson. No, I'm sorry, not Teresa Thompson. Her daughter, Corey Thompson, who gives me all that crap because I was wrong the other two weeks. And I know she's going for the Bengals, so damn it, I'm going with the Rams. And I think they'll win by five.
0: Let's do this. Let's uh, give me uh, your over-under. 48 and a half going over Over. Going over. Taking the over.
1: Over and Rams. I think they'll win. It's down to four now, right? But from yeah. four and a half. Yeah, I think they'll score five. I think they went by five or a touchdown.
0: Quarterback prop. Jer Burrow over 275 and a half. Gonna take the over and under there.
1: I'm gonna take 275
0: and
1: a half. Yeah. I'll say under. They'll be behind. He'll need to pass. I just don't even get sacked nine times because they lose passing yards off that one. <laughs> it goes off, <laughs> it goes off his passing total.
0: And let's go uh Stafford, uh over 280 and a half. Under. I, I'm taking both under. You you
1: you think it's gonna be like 13 to 10 is what you think the Super Bowl is gonna be like. Not 13 to <laughs> 10. <laughs>
0: And let's go. Let's his touchdown passes. Joe Burrow is uh, 1.5. Take the over or the under? Take
1: the over on that one. I think he'll throw two.
2: I got him at two,
1: yeah. Two touchdowns, three picks. <laughs> Sheesh.
2: And the Rams only win by five? <laughs>
1: Yeah, because you know who gives it up to? Stafford. <laughs> <laughs> and Cam Akers apparently has got fumble for You got
0: him at three with three picks, huh? <laughs> All right. Smoke, who you got in this game? I am
2: going with the Bengals. I'm going with Joe Thoreau. <laughs> I got the score of... Joe Burrow, get it done in
1: very Tom
2: Brady-esque fashion.
1: So classic with your score. That's back when they didn't have
0: two-point conversions.
1: (laughs) They're so traditional.
0: (laughs) So you're taking the over as well? So I clearly got the over. Joe Burrow passing, you're taking the over or the under on that? Under. Uh, Stafford Passing yards Under. Burrow TDs. Over. And Stafford TDs. What was Stafford's? Two and a half. Under. Under. Yeah, I don't know if you asked me that either. So
1: I'm taking under for Stafford. You're taking
0: under for that. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, I'm going to take the Bengals as well.
1: Okay. So here we go. and a losing guy. Guaranteed Morgan loses again. I'm there
0: taking we go. I'm taking the over in Just points. One, one time. Let me beat these guys. One time. I'm taking the over for Joe Burrow passing yards. I'm taking the over for Stafford passing yards. I'm taking Ooh. the He got uh, overalties. I think it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a high scoring game. And I'm taking the I'm gonna take the over for uh, for Stafford TDs. I'm going all over, baby. All right. So picks are in, and uh, we got one more thing to talk about. Devin Hester will be up for the Hall of Fame uh, this coming Thursday. They're doing it Thursday night now. I guess they're doing all the, the honors awards on Thursday, and they're going to mm-hmm. announce the Hall of Fame uh, right. inductees on, no, on Thursday.
1: Oh, well, same day, huh?
0: Yeah, they're going to do all on the same day. So during the award ceremony, Devin Hester, in or out?
1: Dude, he should be in. I mean, four Pro Bowls, three first-time All-Pro. He's on the NFL 100 all-time team. He's on two different decade teams. Dude's got, what, 14 punt return touchdowns, 13 with the Bears, and five kickoff returns for touchdowns, Um, 14,000 all-purpose yards. Nobody did what he did the way he did it and dominated for, especially over that first four or five years with the Bears, just a dominant force. And if as a matter of fact, they changed the kickoff rules changed kind of because of him.
2: Yep. That's, that's, so, when they
1: start changing the rules, that's when you know <laughs> mm-hmm. you're dominating.
2: Yeah. That's, that's what I was going to say. Like his career could have been so much even more dominating had they not changed the rules or, had teams not been able to not kick to him or, you know, like he literally altered special team units because they did not want that ball in his hands. Like he is definitely the greatest special teams player of all time. Like not even a close, no debate. What You can debate everything else
0: that you can't debate what kills Only me guy. what kills me about that era's bears teams for a generously it all, four year period he was all offense the bears off well not even that the bears <laughs> offense were basically given the 40 yard line yeah and they did not take advantage of it that that has that has to eat it them. That has to at that at that offense. Uh, but Devin Hester was the reason for that. Now, you know, just because of um, uh, his explosiveness and that threat, they said, you know what, Bears, take the ball at the 40 yard line. Go ahead. We'll give yeah. it to you there.
1: It happened in the Super Bowl.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I found mad. I found myself because it's been coming up a lot lately with the fact that with the black coaches and Lovey getting hired and how Lovey and Tony was the only two black. It's been coming up a lot lately, and I've been finding myself thinking, like, damn, what if he just returned it 30 yards that first time? Like, let the game been close in the late moments, and then did it. That (laughs) would have been a different game. (laughs) (laughs) If he didn't do it to open the game, he would have got more opportunities to do it later in the game. Nah, just
1: blame but- that damn Florida Gator as a quarterback. That's the problem.
2: Oh, yeah, you know that's the truth. That's I it. hate sexy Rexy. I still feel we should have started Kyle Orton. No. No, not
0: Kyle Orton. Yeah, it was Orton, but no. It was Orton, but no. It was Orton. No, was no. no just ha- hand the damn ball off, man. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, that's that's all they need to do. They need to give the ball to Thomas Jones the rest of that the game. The Thomas Jones,
1: though, not yeah. to – well Cedric,
0: Cedric, yeah, Cedric right. got hurt.
1: He got knocked out. He fumbled
0: in that game, didn't he?
1: That's when he got yeah, hurt. That's when he got hurt. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. That
0: was a big fumble. But uh been his ass on the bench. Yeah, he should <laughs> he should definitely be in. We should we should be uh we should be celebrating the Devin Hester into the Hall of Fame uh this yeah. weekend. That's what I hope. Definitely. So that'll do it for this week's edition of the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I want to thank you all for listening. We greatly appreciate it. You can catch our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. You can also catch us at HP53productions.com. There you'll find a link to the podcast as well as the Super Duper podcast hosted by Rob Griggs, and you can also catch me on there, and also the Father Good podcast hosted by Kenny Stevenson and Marshall Givens. Yo, Glenn.
1: Yes, sir. Please take us out. Hey, real quick, uh, that quote I read on colorism, that was by Dr. Sarah L. Webb, founder of the Colorism Healing. And I just want to leave one more quote as we go out. Um, it's not our differences that divide us. It is our inability to recognize, accept, and celebrate those differences. So, Audrey Lord, her book, Sister Outsider Essays and Speeches. So we ain't saying we're right. You we sure say I don't think we're wrong.
0: We'll catch you next week. Enjoy the Super Bowl.